after the intro music's done. After the intro music's done. Welcome back to the DMGT podcast. I am your host, Danny. Spencer will not be joining us this week as he has other uh, real life responsibilities, I guess. Spencer abandoning me yet again. No, we had the we had the option to record together later this week, um, but we got some out of town plans. It's it's finally the well, it should be finally the uh, the big bachelor weekend for our boy Spenny over here. Um, so, assuming that everything's okay on the COVID side, because you know masks are mask mandates are coming back uh, in Chicago and. You know, uh, things can change at the drop of a hat. Uh, that is the tentative plan. But that's what we got going on. And uh, to record on like a third, we're finally out like Thursday night to to Portland. And to, is this, is this going to get me doxxed? Do I need to delete this? I'm going to leave it. Please don't dox me. Um, or us. Yeah, we're going to be in Portland. Um and we could record on Thursday, but we're leaving on Thursday night. And that would leave me basically no time to edit and upload the podcast. So I'm just going to run it so- solo and then you get it at your normally scheduled time, which I know I've kind of messed up the past couple of weeks, but this one will be a, a Wednesday drop, a normal drop. Anyways, you can listen to this whenever. But after today's or this week's episode, we're going to go on a little bit of a break. Not too long, just about a month. And I'll talk about it. Uh, I'll talk about why here in, in a second. We're kind of in a little bit of a summer low here. Towards the end of summer, things kind of slow down in general. I mean, if if you are anticipating the Kanye drop, Donda, as, as we are here at the DMGT, admittedly, um then that's something you have to look forward to. And maybe there's, I'm sure there's other things that you have to look forward to, but uh, there's never, never truly a lack of things to talk about. But as far as like some of the bigger topics and and, and like bigger drops that are coming up, we kind of want to take a little bit of a break. It's around this, around these many episodes when we take a break anyways. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be gone for about a month or we'll return after Labor Day and and then kind of get into hopefully some of the other stuff that's coming up. I'm sure the, the new iPhone launch is going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, we'll be that much closer to the Battlefield uh, drop as well. Uh, but we have some stuff to talk about right now. And that we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. So if this one's going to be a little bit more or a lot more rather gaming focused, um, kind of give you a state of how i personally think that pokemon unite is uh what what they're doing right because i think there's been a lot of focus on the pay to win side of it and i've made a couple of joking tiktok videos no no it was a little uh high level uh in-depth analysis um that can't that's an oxymoron i can't say both of those things at the same time it can't be a high level and in-depth it was a cursory review of uh, Pokemon Unite. But now that I've got a couple of weeks in, and I'll tell you, I'm hooked. I am straight up hooked. Uh, I'm trying to convince some folks to to play. I've been playing that with my brothers. Yo, um, and uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see, listener. We'll see if we can get uh, convince Spencer to do it. He's got. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if it's his Switch, technically. But still, it's on the Switch. Anyways, we'll talk about that, why I think 
it's working uh, outside of obviously pretty much anything Pokemon related is going to work. It's pretty much a franchise too big to fail at this point. But a other couple of games um, that that have launched this month and that we just haven't talked about that store is one. And then one that I've been keeping an eye on really closely is uh, Humankind. And uh, for those of you on the PC uh, gaming side of the world sure you're familiar with civilization this is that new attempt at kind of refreshing and bringing a fresh perspective to the genre i haven't actually picked it up yet i will so hopefully i can give you a much more in-depth review uh, via youtube or tiktok so make sure you go subscribe to those as well as you know being subscribed to the podcast i know it's free hey it's free content baby who doesn't want free content so We'll talk a little bit about that and and kind of my hopes for that and what I think needs to be refreshed a little bit, um, and and take it from there and take it from there. So let's start off with Pokemon Unite um, because that's going to be I think the biggest one that's going to take us in. Oh, and I'm working on some music stuff too. We'll, we'll see. We'll talk about some music stuff. Uh, Pokemon Unite. So. For those of you that aren't aware, Pokemon Unite, and I'm sure you've seen it now, but it's a Switch game and it's going to come on mobile too. So it's a free-to-play MOBA with Pokemon. All right? Sounds great so far, right? Good. If you don't know, a MOBA is a multi-massive online battle arena where basically you normally, in normal sizes, uh, you get a, a, a match of 10 people. So two teams of five on either side and the objective is to either attack their base or yeah attack the base basically take down their base in pokemon unite they kind of add a little bit of a spin to that which i think it refreshes up the form a little bit where the objective is more about scoring points or scoring goals to the opponent's different uh zones where there would normally be towers now obviously being on a switch there isn't a uh it's not like a three-lane uh, arena that you normally see in like a League of Legends or um, uh, a Dota 2 or what was the other one that, that also came to consoles? I, it's slipping my mind. But normally in, in some of the bigger ones, you get three paths and then like a jungle or central area that doesn't have towers per se, but maybe provide you with uh, different power-ups for whoever decides to take that path and makes it much easier to provide uh, support in like a gank, uh, yeah, a gank faction. fashion. So um, if you sneak up on someone in the lane and you can two-on-one someone or or just change the odds to even it out if, if the other, if your teammates are getting ganked, then you can do those types of things. So MOBA, right? You do a bunch of intricacies in a MOBA. I don't want to bore you with some of that stuff because truth be told, uh, the mechanics on it, like it makes sense, but it's boring. Uh, sure, you can do a tutorial and, and deep dive into why uh, CSing is properly creeps killing um, to to level up and power up and your items and that in the more intricate mobiles that that's important but it's not it's not necessarily the most fun or uh, engaging part of a mobile's gameplay the the engaging part is 
trying to play the objective or outperforming or outmaneuvering, outplaying your opponents in lane. That is what you still get in Pokemon Go. Now, to kind of re rehash the the issues or the the early controversy is just yeah a little bit of of pay to win and it's not so much in my at least I don't think it's not so much that you can like throw a hundred dollars at this and just buy all the Pokemon available right away right because there uh, you can do that in pretty much any game like unlock all the characters give them money the 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 problem that that started coming in earlier was just some of them were definitely overpowered. So for example, Gengar, and it's kind of been patched a little bit. Um, I think Snorlax is up next to get the nerf treatment. Uh, yeah, I mean, over overpowered. And, and if, if you have even a general understanding of mobiles and you've done this before, it's relatively the barrier of entry to like stomp on a team just by yourself is is much higher like you can do that much more easily than you would in like a normal more intricate uh moba on uh on a pc right because ultimately and and again i think i feel like we all all have to reset to this is that pokemon it's a kids game man like they're still they're marketing this at children like so of course of course, a 25-year-old, 30-year-old, 35-year-old dude or person that understands MOBAs is going to be able to pick it up and pretty quickly kind of start stomping on some 8-year-old that's just, that, oh my god, I'm heavy, I'm playing Pikachu, this is so fun. So, there's that aspect of it, and, and yes... He, it is overpowered, but once once you get two, two people in a similar skill set, the the difference is it starts narrowing a lot more. So it, that part of it is fine, and and it's it's an ever everlasting problem in any mobile as 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 they add new Pokemon down the line, which inevitably they will add Pokemon, add more maps. It's gonna similar things are gonna happen. You know you, when you have a finite space uh, or a contained area where the goal doesn't really change all that much, but then you add additional variables of different skill sets and different abilities because you want these Pokemon and these characters to play differently. Otherwise, it gets boring, right? If my Charizard plays exactly the same as uh, Dragonite, that's boring outside of, like, I'm playing as Charizard or I'm playing as as Dragonite. And that, that might be fine, but... Uh, you know, uh, most game companies, I assume, would want to keep their gameplay engaging. That keeps you playing the game. That gets you spending money on cosmetics and things like that. And that's what makes it profitable, yada, yada. Basics, gaming 101. And it's not even just video games per se. Like anything that requires your engagement, you want to keep things fresh to keep people coming back. Where it really starts becoming a, a, a real problem or, or a more, uh, let's call it, in my experience, because this is, is going to be just just how I've experienced it to date. And and spoilers, I had it's it's not as bad. It's really not that bad. Truly, truly, it's not. Um, but they do need to address it. Is the ability to buy and and pay? So they have this battle pass where 
every level and as you progress you get points towards it and then you get a cosmetic for your character for the pokemon trainer that you created or a different skin for a pikachu or your charizard or your gengar or your snorlax you know you get different skins those are things that come into play but there are these coins called item enhancers that you do get through playing the game and through leveling up through these levels uh, like in like your run-of-the-mill battle pass okay you get your levels and then that's what you get different items as you progress that's the incentive to keep playing these item enhancers actually contribute to making your your pokemon and your gameplay better if you add like a what is that a headband or uh the the specs, I forgot what they're called. Whatever the 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 actual items, you they 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 all start off at level one, and you can level them up all the way up to level twenty. Uh, every level, the amount of item enhancer coins that it, that that it costs increases, so it's exponential all the way to level twenty. Obviously, that means that leveling up from one to two is much cheaper and you can do that much more quickly across multiple items than it is from 15 to 16 or 18 to 19 or 19 to 20 to the final final one these at those levels though start making significant differences so we're talking about a base pokemon now getting plus five attack damage per melee and a plus eight percent or six percent uh attack speed so you you take that difference of like someone that's like still earlier on updating it and like maybe they're like at one percent increase and like half damage more compare that to like someone that's maxed out at like plus 10 damage plus eight percent uh attack speed you're that just if you go one-on-one head-to-head no abilities in a vacuum that person with the upgraded items that paid for it is going to win that battle 100% of the time. That, that's where it's really uh, not so great because you're going to run into this that particular scenario early in the gameplay and earlier in the life cycle of your Pokemon Go, uh, Unite, not Pokemon Go, your Pokemon Unite experience. And that potentially could deter away uh, new gamers, new users. Obviously, I don't really think that's happening. I think someone can go in. You, you, you have to, like, understand all of this stuff. So there's, there's some time investment doing this up front, right? It's not just, cool, I'm going to throw 100 bucks at it and not all my shit's upgraded. That's just not how it works. You have to unlock those different items. And like, obviously, with the money, you can do that, too. You unlock all the different items that you need. So whatever that that's that's also still true. Not whatever. It, I mean, that's what it is. But you have to understand which one of the those things, uh, what item gives you what a what a boost to your stats and what Pokemon is the most appropriate to attach those items to, because I'm at, you're not going to give I'm a champ. The same items that you give a Pikachu, or you maybe you could maybe you do, but uh, you know there are different scenarios. Maybe with the Pikachu, you're more focused on uh, upgrading uh, or improving the ability damage, so you're looking for special attack. Whereas uh, a, a melee Pokemon like a Machamp or a Lucario, potentially, uh, you you're more focused on like the actual 
damage on your melees because you're you deal good damage on normal attacks and not necessarily just the abilities. So you kind of balance those things out a little bit. Either way, you have to understand all of those differences and the different abilities and the playstyles of each Pokemon before you even get started. If you're if you're if the goal is to 100% stomp stomp on 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 people for your first I don't know let's call it 20 matches. So it's a it's a legitimate issue. It's a legitimate concern for people. But I think the way that that Pokemon Unite has been built so far, it's it's like it truly is like the perfect bite-sized MOBA, right? Because it's a 10 it's a 10 minute time investment and really really the big why would someone want to do this, right? Okay, you want to feel good about winning. But really, the, the true incentive here, for the most part, is because you want to play ranked and you want to up rank up your uh, your placements as quickly as possible. You want to get to what is it? To master ranking uh, as soon as as soon as possible. That's that's the motivation. People that are grinding the ranked or or, or climbing the ranking uh, system. They're they're also eventually learning the game and caring a little bit more. The likelihood of you running into someone like that uh, starts becoming higher. Uh, you you don't really know the exposure to that, so like you you could in theory, and it has happened. It does happen, and this is this is the part that Pokemon needs to fix. Um, uh, who is it? Uh, Ten cents is is building the game, so you do have the chances of you being the only one that upgraded all your stuff with money but then all five members of the opposing team team did that at that point you're hoping that the rest of your teammates on your team because there's no voice chat there's no text chat there's just some basic generic uh pings that you can do in in game which obviously that's that's extremely intelligent on pokemon's side MOBAs are notoriously toxic. A lot of video games are very toxic, but MOBAs in a ranked system, oh my god, they're awful. That was like my least favorite part of playing League of Legends back when I was hooked, and and I was obsessed with it for such a long time. So you you would hope that the rest of your teammates can just outperform everyone else. Otherwise, you're kind of shit out of luck, and that's when you get those... Uh, 800 to like zero scores where the other team scores on every single post uh, go post and and every one of them gets taken down they win the Zapdos so now it's double points on the on the goals on home base or any base really and and that's it game game over 10 minutes in and out unless unless you your team surrenders which chances are once you lose that Zapdos it's it's game over baby unless uh, unless you you managed to pull off a miracle and it has happened i've seen it happen because it's happened to me and i've seen it and we've done it to an opposing team so it's balanced out on, on that side uh, that's where it's really uh, a bit of an issue right because you're in a ranked system and ultimately if if the pokemon company and tencent are trying to enter the esports arena in any capacity and to me i haven't seen anything any like official news basically stating this but to me, you build a Pokemon Unite game because Pokemon's like, okay, we wanna we wanna enter the esports arena. 
and and do tournaments and things outside of just the Pokemon, the, the, the card game, right? That is the whole point of a ranking system in general, especially these days, especially these days with Twitch and streaming and content creators and all of that. Like you want that to 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 be talked about because now you have sustainability for a single game instead of developing brand new games nonstop or, or spinoffs nonstop. That, I mean, the Pokemon's big enough. It's a big enough franchise that you're going to get that anyways. I mean, we have uh, Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus coming up. Uh, I don't We don't actually have a date for that, do we? Next year, 2022, they said. And then the uh, remakes of, uh, what was it? Uh, Black and White? So Or Diamond and Pearl. Black and white, black and white. Um, so those those games are still coming, but now you have like this kind of perpetual machine that you can keep getting, ex- extracting revenue and generating interest in for your franchise, and you kind of get a foothold. And that's like the one space that Pokemon and Nintendo really, outside of Super Smash, but like the esports side of it, they they haven't really like established like we want to set up teams and like sub franchises and maybe like a tsm or a cloud nine or a phase clan wants to enter like create a team and like enter the tournaments or enter their leagues or whatever pokemon ends ends up uh, entering but there's there's a lot of money to be made there and there are a lot of eyes and a lot a large audience that that you could appease there gaming is if you ever think that oh, there, there's too many of XYZ game, there isn't. Truly, there isn't. Gaming is is so remarkable. Like I don't, th- I don't think people truly understand how large this. It's a behemoth of an industry. So there are there is space for literally everyone. So why wouldn't Pokemon? Why wouldn't the biggest franchise, potentially of like this space of our times, Pokemon? It, it's the biggest name, maybe second to to mario or something like that but everyone knows pokemon everyone knows pokemon why wouldn't they enter that space and i think for them to to truly get taken seriously and for like because once once you get these like professional gamers basically entering the space and they see all of this stuff that's not gonna fly they're gonna have to address it because if you start playing with people's money nobody likes it when you play with my money now, 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 my the the money that I'm supposed to generate here starts being impacted. Pokemon, it's not just your money anymore, and you want, you need, they need them as much as as we need you, or we can, or we can go play another. We CS:GO is still established, or Overwatch, or uh, Valorant, or League is still very much going, or or a Call of Duty League, like NBA game. There's sport, sporting video games are have their own leagues. There are troves of other places that they that these these franchises and and these esports brands can go to if po- if the Pokemon company does not address some of this stuff. I do think I do think that some of it was a little bit overblown. I think some of the the YouTubers obviously are trying to get your clicks. So the streaming and the kicking and all of that a little bit overblown. Because I sometimes I think sometimes people we just all of us just need to take a step back and go I'm I'm just playing a video game, dude. Like truly, it's it's just a video game. And and here and Pokemon is doing it, man. It's so good because the ten minute matches, ten minute matches, man. Like that's that's like the perfect amount of time. 
And obviously the map has a lot to do with it. So the size of the map, you can't have a 10 minute match in a normal league size map, right? A normal three lane map arena. It's just too large. And then slowing down the low, the, the rate that you level up at and all of that stuff and the cooldowns, etc. If it, it, there's always some action, you're you're never you're never more than like even late game. You're never more than like five seconds away from an ability to be available to you to use and potentially making the play here and there. It it I think sometimes it feels like button mashing, but but why does everything have to be like super intricate and and complicated? I don't think everything has to be that ridiculously complex i think people are going to make it that way anyways especially when you start talking about the top tier uh, uh performers when 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 pokemon unite gets to that point because it will pokemon unite will get to a point where it's going to be a you're going to have elite players and, and a top tier once it gets to the esports stage but yeah, it's, it's such a bite-sized thing that that you can you can all right cool i lost i can hop back into another one lost two in a row i can hop back into another one lost three in a row hop back into another one we're talking four or five matches in an hour whereas you're lucky if you got two full matches in on the other mobiles that turnaround time is huge because even if the 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 the, the, the quickness of ranking up it is is actually it feels pretty good. So it's, if you invest a little bit of time in it, and if you want to, like you rank up, and and you can actually get to master, um, without like breaking your back, you you do get downgraded relatively quickly if you start going on a bit of losing streak, but then you can kind of get that back almost just as quickly. It it doesn't feel horrible. So so that's enough about like that side of it and i've touched and i've touched on like some of the stuff that i really enjoyed the t- man I'm, the 10 minute matches i'm telling you like as as an adult now with responsibilities i don't even have children like god imagine if, if i had children or for, for a parent like this this is just perfect a 10 minute match you can squeeze one in real quick real quick obviously you hope that your your latency isn't that bad in your home internet so it's not an issue to you know with lag and stuff but but these are such nice numbers to 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 look at to to play a game especially an online game with other people 10 minute matches for standard five on five or you can go down to four on four and three on three and play a five minute match a quick match a five minute match imagine that a moba in, a, in five minutes those get uh, truly chaotic and then as soon as someone has an advantage, it's pretty much game over. And I think there's potentially some balancing things that you, you can do there because it's not super fun to enter a game and then a minute in, you're, you, you just know, like, oh, this game's over. There's no chance to win this game. That's not necessarily fun, but the time investment, like, that, that's what I'm saying. The trade-off here with the time investment is, is perfect. So that's that side of it. But as far as the gameplay itself... I like the variety of the Pokemon for now to start. I think they definitely need to add uh, more, more, more Pokemon to play and characters, uh, and they'll have to get the balancing with the abilities uh, done right. So that feels good. It just feels like like what 
a real or like if Pokemon were real, like, you know, everyone has that fantasy. If Pokemon were real, it's it this feels as close as it gets to like, this is what it would be like if a real Pokemon battle were to happen where it's like not it wouldn't be like an RPG, right, where I attack and then it's your turn and you can attack and then it's my turn and I and then I attack and then I do my ability and then you do your ability. No, it would be like very intense and in the moments and you'd have to make quick split second decisions. That's what it feels like to me. And that's I think that's the allure because maybe it's not super innovative in 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 its in its uh, way to challenge each other and 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 play against other people. But the fact that it's Pokemon and it feels like, oh man, this is what it would be like to be this Pokemon or to be the trainer. It it it's scratching an itch. It's scratching an itch in young Danny and adult Danny for that matter. I don't care. That maybe it's it's clouding my judgments a little bit. But that's kind of that's kind of the point of video games. Like it doesn't have to be uh analytical or anything like that at all like or super logical even as long as i can have fun yeah i mean i've lost matches i've lost plenty of matches i was streaming the other day and i lost like three matches in a row but then i'll go like on a three game win streak right away and then i'll continue that win streak until the next day i'll lose a couple and then i'll win a couple like there's a if there is an okay balance right now and and maybe i'm saying this because i'm winning more games than i'm losing i have like something like a 65 percent win rate but that's still that's still losing, you know, forty five games out of a hundred. So it's not like it's a a constant stomp. But I think a lot of that has to do with with the 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 Pokemon they feel good, and and once you find a Pokemon with with the playstyle that that, that complements you well, then you kind of just run with them, and you you start learning how to outplay each other and. You start getting into a little bit more of the nuances of the game. You just naturally pick up on that. It's not big that I'm studying the game or or you have to study the game. You just naturally, like, obviously, the more you do something, the better you get at it, the more complex things you can pick up on. So there's that side of it. And then the way that they're handling the towers or the 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 go man, why can't I remember the name? I'm playing this game all the time, and I just, I, you just score points at the different zones, in the score zones, right? In in something like uh, like League or Dota, like you're just dealing damage to towers, and that I mean, sure that you kind of get that data at the end in in the post game analysis and the data there, but it doesn't really impact your ability or it doesn't have um, as as heavy an impact to the end result, right? Whereas in Pokemon. If I have two points to score, those points score much faster than if I were to have 20 points to score. Obviously, the 20 points impacts the game a lot more because ultimately that's directly impacting to a final score. And that's what the game is basing the win or loss by. How many points did you score against each other? Very just it's basketball. It's basically basketball, right? You you score points and that's it. The more points you score, the more it's worth. The more to the overall health of the, the 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 health of the team, and I think that's that's like one of the biggest things. And maybe someone else has done it before. I'm I'm not like the most well versed in Dota, and maybe I should be if I'm going to be talking about Pokemon Unite to this degree. But 
you I, I can score my goals at three points at a time, three points at a time, three points at a time, or wait for the right opportunity, win a win a a, a, skir- a skirmish in the lane when it's like three on three or two on two, and then just dump all 30 or all 50 points at once and it takes a couple of seconds and you can be interrupted and then you have to start all over again so there's that little bit of a risk which i like but but it's it's weighted to the amount of points that you have available to score and then when you die you lose a a, a percentage or a chunk of those points so now there's that incentive to not just like let yourself get killed all the time but somebody else can just pick up some of those points and then score them for you those points are attributed them then to that person, but still it's like contributing to to the team objective. And I think that's that's one of the biggest things that 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 they're doing right on top of the time thing, on top of it being Pokemon, of course. Is that the gameplay feels fresh. And it feels like it's never that far out of reach because I do wish that they gave you a score, the ability to see the score somewhere because I, you can't see it. It'll just tell you like, we're we, we're we have lead, or we are blowing them out, or whatever, or we're struggling, and that's how you know you're behind a little bit, but but within reach. And then we're really struggling, like oh man, you guys got to turn it around because you're about to lose. But then you get the uh, the different Pokemon like a Dreadnought. Uh, that gives you 30 points. So whoever gets that kill, boom, instant 30 points instead of like having to stack up a bunch of little smaller Pokemon or the opponents. Because if you keep killing an opponent, you don't really get points from them unless they already had points. So there's there's already that other incentive to like you don't always have to go for the kill. People do that regardless, but I think as you get to the higher tiers in a ranking, if that's what you care about, oh sorry, I burped. Then I think people are gonna stand, oh shoot, I gotta go. I got to go um, go farm some some creeps or go farm some Pokemon that get me some points. And then you do that and you score your points and boom, you're contributing. And then that's that's how the game judges your MVP and that's getting MVP and, and, and better performances in games as an individual on top of getting some wins as well as a team do contribute to your in-game progression with the battle pass stuff and get more items and there's that incentive on the gameplay side of it as well. And then... The the man, the ability to actually, to truly, actually be able to come back from being down, even heavily, is is kind of what rounds it all out. Because, what is it, like seven minutes in to a match, uh, a Zapdos will, will appear. And it's basically like, like a Baron on in League or, or whatever. Where it makes all the points, or, or any points that you're going to score, instant for... Something like 20, 30 seconds? No, 15 seconds. I think it's 15 seconds. So in 15 seconds, you can go to any existing uh, zone or any zone that's up. By that point, probably some of the... Most of them are down on the opposing team if you're winning. But if you're losing, that's like your chance to steal that. Have your teammates then take their points and instantly score them for double the value. And especially at home base. We it, there have been plenty. I've been part of many games where that's where the comeback came from. I, I think teams are getting better at understanding this, and they're protecting a Zapdos when they're when the team's attacking that a little bit more strategically. 
so they position the correct Pokemon that have better crowd control and different abilities that stuns you and isn't just like a pure attack. Your normal, you know, DPS and, and all that nerd talk that I definitely understand. Um, <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, that's 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 where it's like the strategies i can see the strategies changing in real time and i think that's that's been very cool that's been very cool to be a part of like wow i'm understanding the the metas because it's it's again such a small enough package that there isn't that much information that i have to consume and understand that you understand that the strategies are going to be straightforward the objectives are pretty straightforward and now just go do them and if somebody does something, respond in this way. Or, oh, wow, i never seen anyone else do that before. I'm going to start responding in this way. And then things trend as they work or don't. And then you, you go and do it. That's why, that's why I compared it to basketball earlier. And, ha, huh, funny timing that we had Jay talking about the NBA last week here. But, but no, it's like the, the goal of basketball has never changed. Score more points than the other team. Than the other team, and here's this court and two baskets on opposing sides, and here are some rules with some lines. Go. Same thing, same deal. It's super easy to grasp, and you can see things changing. And you, like, just a just very similar, akin to uh, more people are shooting threes. So defend it, and maybe it's not as important to have centers anymore, or like, or it's important for your centers to be able to shoot. And and not so much post up like they used to in the past. Oh, wait, now everyone's doing that? And now there's an actual advantage to having a classic big man in the paint with the with the post-game abilities? Oh, cool. Now now that's giving me an advantage. See, like the strategies aren't that new. But it's that dynamic of things switching up and re- reacting to what the field is doing. That makes it exciting and makes it fascinating and like keeps keeps me coming back. So there's my rant and there's my spiel on Pokemon Unite. I think I think it's gonna stick around. I think they have some stuff to to work on, of course. What online game n- doesn't have things to work on? But it, I mean, it's fun. Like that's the biggest thing. Like I'm having fun. I look forward to playing this game. There are very little frustration. I think the tr- the the hardest part. As if you have a group of friends, and I'm running the, into this with with my brother, so Mike, that's why that's that's why I don't play ranked with you guys anymore as much. Um, is if you you have a, a different because there's no like rules around uh, what rankings you can pair up with each other to to queue up for a game. You can't queue up more than three people for a ranked match. But when that happens, then you you have like players at skill sets like it's it gets the uh the algorithm or, or the matchmaking gets thrown for an absolute loop and it's just really tricky to to get that balance in properly um so they'll probably have to work on some of that and what, what does league do i think um you can't do more than two tiers or something like that that queue up together like a diamond player can't queue up with a bronze player in league I'm talking about League a lot because I know any Dota fans that are like, ah, Dota's the original. Like, I, I know, I know, relax. League's just the one that I happen to play most, so I'm speaking to what I know, baby. Keep it on it. Um, something like that. But they'd be probably need to get some of that in. Um, and then otherwise, we played in our casual matches, and then there's no rank system, and that's fun too. Again, the 10-minute matches, baby. 
They're so good. They're so good. Pokemon Unite. I recommend it. I still recommend it. Even if you've never played a mobile before, I, I promise you in, in one day, in one day of a, your normal gaming session, you'll be able to put in enough matches that you either want to come back to continue to learn or you'll just like it. And if you don't, then you don't. But I'll, what's one day? It's free to play. It's free to play. These issues that I'm bringing up don't really become real issues. You might run into it. You might run into it. I'm not going to lie. You might run into someone stomping on you. But again, short matches. And it's not, it's not as, it's certainly not as severe as hackers in Call of Duty Warzone. And you're still playing that. So give this one a try, man. And, and, and play, play with Papa B. Play with Papa B. Humankind. Humankind just dropped. August 17th is the launch date um, for that one. So Humankind is, man, it's, it's tricky to talk about a game like this when Civilization basically established this entire genre of video gaming, right? Like, um, helped completely define it and redefine itself over and over again. And much credit goes to Civilization. I love playing Civilization. But Humankind, I think, is going to be an interesting change of pace because it's they've been working on this for something like 10 years or, or some of the engineers have been uh, working on similar styles um, for, for that, that amount of time. So it's basically that strategy. What is it? 4X is the style that it's called, right? Um, explore. Uh, what is it? Explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. So that's the that's the game style of the civilization, technically. But it, it's akin to to Civ. Civ is basically that genre that it it it, it kind of took into that. So I th I think the um, the cool part about this is that it kind of puts a little bit more more focus on like humanity versus like civilization, which is very, very much more focused on the different civilizations and the different peoples that have existed throughout time. Eventually, now I think the, the cool stuff is like you have a space race in civilization. Um, with humankind, one of the objectives is to get to the surface of Mars. But you start off very similar, like your uh, Neolithic tribes people, basically, you know, uh, that you, you, you start looking for, for a place to live, obviously start managing resources, again, very Civ-like. Um, but but that, that difference of, of core there where you start discovering the technologies based on like the resources that you have around you instead of like the, you know, pick your branch and it'll go every same the same way basically you can have the same same game over and over and over and save unless you explicitly uh change it so the circumstance stuff i think is is interesting because now that's a little bit more forced upon you and i think that gives you a little bit more of a constrained um rail guards to how you approach a forex game like this right because uh especially if you're like a newcomer to like a civilization franchise or a civilization game man this it's extremely overwhelming it's crazy unless you were playing like civ one two and three early on you're gonna be like i what the hell is any of this this is so much information to ingest at a time what do you mean it's not just blow up the other nations 
what do you mean there's a religion war? What do you mean there's a culture uh, victory or other things besides that? Like that you can realistically do and like really dominate a game in civilization once you get very good at it. But that takes so much practice, so much time. With this, I think the tweaks are, are what interests me the most. Again, I haven't played it yet, so I can't really speak too much to it. But just kind of at a high level, the, that non-linearity of progression and more about the circumstances and the resources you have available to you, that's interesting. I'll be, it'll be fascinating to see how they balance, uh, how they, the game balances that. Speaking of balance, oh my God, all the time, everything has to be balanced. But it's true. You don't want to be like, well, damn, I'm in the desert and I can't build anything and I'm getting stomped on by other things. Maybe it's early game. You have to be more diplomatic. I don't know. I think that's that that unknown is what intrigues me, intrigues me quite, quite a bit. Um, the the other thing is um, instead of like having culture and religion on top of like money and 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 uh power or, or like basically your uh war uh your war capabilities or your army i'm sorry jeez why can't i say the word army uh you have gold and influence i don't really know what that means I imagine that influence matters same as gold diplomacy i suppose uh like diplomatic points in civilization um but kind of narrowing it down to those two makes a little bit more sense i I, i'm curious to see how like some of the more cultural things like impact either does doing more cultural things eventually lead into more gold or potentially influence and then you can turn that into an advantage over your opponents who knows but that's kind of what intrigues me as as well there um and and combat is is a little bit different as well so you combine um multiple units into a stack and these then the stacks unfloor each other and then you can kind of deploy deploy them into like small scale tactical engagements instead of just like tile by tile unit management that you get in civilization this is this is this is probably going to be a foreign language if you haven't played a forex game but these this but if you have man this stuff sounds interesting as heck and I think I'm very ready to like sink in hundreds of hours over the course of a few years um, with the different match sizes. So, um, I think it's a good, it's a smart enough take, and it's a different enough take that I'm excited for it. Some of the early reviews seem interesting. I mean, it's it's the first game, so it's like a tall task to build a game like this in your first try. Um, and then not be infinitely compared to civilization, but, but I'm excited for it. I think that's going to be a good one if it isn't already a good one. So we'll see what that one's like. Um, and then we'll take it, take it from there. And then on the action RPG, RPG side of, of the world, action RPGs, man, uh, indies have been absolutely crushing this genre for years now it feels like with like celeste and i talk about hollow knight all the time hades streets of rogue or streets of rage uh, uh what's the what's the other one um not bandit um anyways the the other the other games that uh that the the company made hades made 
Bastion. Bastion. That's the game I was looking for. Thank you, people. Thank you. Pew, 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 pew. Anyways, the action RPG uh, genre, I think it is, is we're like in a golden age of that. And that might be sacrilegious to some of the boomers. Sorry, get over it. I think we are in a in the golden age of some of these games. Um, that store is is a new one that I have been meaning to pick up. I just haven't gotten around to it. The combat and the art style looks very fun. Looks very tight. Um, I, I hate that kind of everything is getting pointed to like it's like Bastion or it's like Hades. Oh, uh, it's not a roguelike, so it's not that so that's already you know a, a difference but i uh, i'm interested to see like this play style in a more i guess linear i don't think it's a linear game but it, but it's not as sprawling as like a hollow knight it doesn't seem like and it's also it's not generated it's not a roguelike like hades is so it's taking a little bit more of a traditional approach to the action RPG and progression there, but the, I don't think that's that's a bad thing. I think I, I think um, game companies have figured out how to simplify gameplay, but m- like tighten up the mechanics that you get there. And then I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for like developing the world and giving you lore and a story with and through gameplay. I think this one seems like it's doing that. I have to pick it up again. I'm giving like a BS review because I haven't actually played it yet. But based on the early impressions that I've seen, um, action RPG, dungeon crawler, dungeon dungeon crawler boy, little Zelda like, old school Zelda like. I'm into it, man. I'm I'm into it. I want to I want to check this game out. That store. So that's that's one that's coming up, and um, hopefully, there, man, there's some stuff I have to play. I have some things to play on a flight, on my on my flights, on my upcoming travel stuff. Uh, I'll have stuff to do there. As far as some quick fire news, uh, Ubisoft Studio—that's the night. They're the next company, next gaming company that's uh, being uh, under investigation for more sexual harassment and workplace discrimination reports. Um, as far as I know, it doesn't seem like there's any like um, a, a case like like California where the, the actual status is suing uh, Activision Blizzard, but man, these, these companies, it's, it's not a, it needs to happen. And I think if it potentially for some, some of you folks out there that are like, man, uh, this is getting out of hand. Every, like everyone's getting mad at it. Like, no man, this, this, this stuff needs to happen. It needs to be addressed. So, uh, <laughs> more crap going down over there. Um, Fortnite released a, what, what do they call it? An imposters game mode basically ripping off among us and among us isn't like the first game ever to make that style of game um but they're obviously not super thrilled with uh fortnite uh the imposter mode literally same similar deal not not the same exact deal but similar deal where it's like 10 players and you have to find like the one imposter that's like sabotaging the game and it's like a very tight small map so it's not like it's not like a the the full normal battle royale fortnite map uh so drama going on over there cyberpunk 2077 cd project red uh did a did a twitch stream the other day um displaying just like some new in-game content um with coming upcoming from their 1.3 patch release um listen i will say like at this point i've i've beat the game once i want to go back and and do 
uh, some more playthroughs to get some of the other endings um, and just try some different paths. Uh, it's been it's been entertaining. Like it's it's a it's a very playable state now on PC in my opinion. Um, it's not perfect. It's still not this grandiose thing that we were promised. But I don't think it's that's a bad thing. However. Uh, people were like why why did this get like a huge stream this is like the content is basically like there's an alternate uh basically skin or, or cosmetic to to Keanu Reeves character and that's pretty much it and like oh this could have been a blog post like you don't need this huge ass thing and obviously you know this twitch does and you know everyone loves to hate cyberpunk 2077 these days so they got dunked on on stream. CD Projekt Red, why are you throwing like your poor engineer? It's not their fault. It's not the devs' faults that are just trying to showcase the game and some stuff that they worked on. Uh, that it's like being done in this fashion. The 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 increased communication I think is nice, and I think companies should do that. But a uh, man, a lot of people are either looking at the way CD Projekt Red is doing things, and they're like, we're never going to do anything like this and communicate with gamers uh anymore or they're like oh we should we need to have something else sub substance here to kind of like make a big deal out of stuff especially if our game you know was already highly criticized from launch at the get-go so eh, nothing nothing crazy nothing crazy to talk about there but there's some stuff happening in, ar around the uh the gaming world someone found like a new uh, Metal Gear Solid glitch, and I think speedrunners are like trying to figure out if this like can, like like helps them speedrun uh, Metal Gear Solid, which is interesting. Speedrunning, man, I wish, I wish that's a, a skill that I had, or a, it scratched an itch of my gaming brain that it currently doesn't. Like I just, I don't really care for. I want to beat this game as fast as as fast as humanly possible. Just for like, the I mean that's what, I'm sure that's what it is, right? To like have the record and say that you can do it. It's like a skill, or even if it's just for fun, um, it's just not that doesn't do it for me. But like, if you care about Metal Gear Solid speedrunning, apparently there's a community for that. Uh, there's a new there's a new glitch. I don't know what the glitch is. Go find it on like IGN or Kotaku or something. Um, man, that's a terrible job of like keeping you engaged to my podcast. Uh, but this is a new speed round. New speed round, man. I was talking about some other stuff. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, and finally, last but not least, been getting back on that music creation and production grind uh, here here lately, last, last week or two. Uh, it's, it's crazy trying to make music for yourself but also making music that and it's all subjective right like i think a lot of people go like uh why does everything sound the same on the radio like ah, i wish there was more like uh traditional music talents on the radio ah it all sounds the same ah it's all rehashed stuff i'm like well technically a lot of stuff that's popular in the masses is like there are only there are only so many uh, musical notes and combinations that are aesthetically pleasing to the ear, right? Like everyone naturally knows, like the uh, what is it the uh, the the pentatonic scale? Is it the pentatonic scale or the 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 melodic scale? Hold on, hold on, I, I I got this. Hold on, no, 
Yeah. 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 It is the pentatonic scale. It's the pentatonic scale. And that just works because what well, who was it? Um, there was a Ted talk. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me find out right real quick because there's this guy that kind of like did the example, um, with the crowd. Yeah, during during one of the tech, it was a panel. It wasn't just like a this one person speaking. It was it was a panel of musicians talking about uh, music and like how that different cultures understand it. Uh, oh, here it is. Bobby McFerrin demonstrates the power of the pentatonic scale. If you haven't seen this video, it's a short video, three minutes. It's very cool though because he basically just plays a couple of notes and uh, with, with like a hum or like a ba ba, and then. Every time he jumps on the stage to like a different spot, he like basically told them like, here's this note and here's this note when I jump to these spots. And then he started moving past spots that he never made notes for. But the scale that the crowd naturally went to was the pentatonic scale. And I thought that was super cool and super fascinating. But my point being that I think there are just there are just certain sounds that that are more pleasing to a general audience. So when you're making music, you, you don't always have to do this. And and I mean I certainly have made stuff that I'm never going to release because it was just fun to make at the time. It's like it's also just a hobby. I'm not trying to like, well, lies. I am trying to make something out of it, but not everything has to become something, right? Like sometimes it's just it's just for me. It's just for in the moment. I want to just riff off some stuff on my piano, on on the synth, on the on on the guitar. But when you start talking about like songwriting and like music writing and production that you know you want to get out in front of other people, there are definitely some patterns that you want to imitate and mirror and take inspiration from because they're kind of formulas that work. You, you add your spin on it in, in, in the ways that you can and create it uh, uniqueness in the way that you can and, and, and the way that you deliver it and and tonality and and the things that you're saying or singing about or, or or rapping about or talking about that's what makes it a little bit more unique the subject matters can be similar but just the way that you present it can be different but still it's like you can appreciate as a musician like you can appreciate like like different tonal harmonics that aren't the same as like a normal pentatonic or melodic uh, uh side of things but you also realize like, man, it's fascinating because you understand the music theory behind it or you're, you you're just curious about it, but it's also like to, to, to play something like that to people that are like, Whoa, this is very different from anything I've ever heard. And it's not what I expected. That's not what I wanted to hear. And it's like, ah, you're just a, you don't know good music. It's like, maybe I guess, but like, what's the point of that? Like, what do you win by holding that over, over someone? Like, that person's gonna be like, okay, I'm never gonna listen to you about music anymore. And then you get to feel validated with um yourself and like maybe one other person in that setting that understands what you're talking about. Different settings. Doesn't matter. I'm going off the rails here. But yeah, it, it's just it's it's something that I think about or that I've been thinking about as I'm like working on stuff and like, oh man, I gotta I gotta make sure that that this is pleasurable for me to hear and that I enjoy it, but also like, man, are people going to respond to this or are people going to have a reaction to this? Um, and, and it's, it's, it's a thing that I think about because I've all, I always flip back and forth between writing like, 
like rock type sounds and like or punk rocky or pop punky uh, type sounds and and guitar riffs and and song structures and then like R&B and hip hoppy type beats and then some like synthy and and electronicy like not dance music because I don't I I just don't have well I don't have the chops for it but also it's like not something that I'm like super passionate about. Like I enjoy listening to to a lot of the like music, um, like the chill step and and still some dubstep here and there and like some other general EDM. Like I think in the right setting, like yeah, man, I'm I'm down. Like like let's let's just vibe out to the music. But as far as like stuff that I'm creating, that's like not personally what resonates super deeply. So like I'm not gonna like make some of that stuff. I think it's it's interesting to like flex those muscles a little bit to see if I could. But then I like lean back to like, okay, but what I want to hear or what I want to make, what I want to hear from what I want to make is a little bit different, if that makes sense, without like tying it too much to a specific genre. So like, I think now that I've been like doing little offbeats for, I don't know, I've, I've been, I've been like dabbling in garage band since, since, since I was like 16 when I managed to like get my hands on a very old MacBook and then working, working on it from there or, or even starting it from like a, my iPod touch, like way back when, um, I mean, obviously with my guitar as well, like I've been playing guitar since I was like 12 or 13. Um, so like making music, just always writing down riffs and like, there are some riffs that I still remember, uh, that I like wrote myself there, but like always dabbling on that side of it but always like kind of trying to expand and now bringing a lot of the sales together, like especially I think it's beneficial that we've reached a sort of genreless realm in music as a whole overall, um, where you have artists just making what they like and what feels good. And it's not just rock or it's not just hip hop or it's not just rap or it's not just like pop music, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a combination and a mix of everything that's why i love lincoln park so much and that's why like i'm a huge fan of them because like that was my first like real exposure to like whoa they're mixing rap and rock together Uh, again they're not like the first band ever to do it but they're definitely like pioneers of it of that specific style um the new metal era hasn't aged gracefully but but the stuff that they did and, and the production and the, and the musical cues that Mike Shinoda implemented with the band as a whole, I think influence a lot of the things uh, and a lot of the ways that I approach music now because I can appreciate some of the older to classic stuff, some of the more traditional, like, this is what people that are into music definitely like and listen to. If you're if you're an indie kid or if you're in you're a pop punk or you're a rock kid or a metal kid here here's the stuff that you definitely have to like and there are definitely there's there's a layer of that as well to it that we won't get into it now we're at the end of the episode but where it's like you have to like this you have to like this or I'm gatekeeping you out of this community you can't call yourself a fan of music if you don't like this in this way so now that like that overall music is like adopting the genreless. I mean, it's happening more on the pop side of it. So in radio and internet and TikTok has a lot to do with it too. But uh, I think that opens up 
some more avenues to like explore in a little bit more comfort uh styles without like going too too generic with it but like saying like hey i'm making a song and this has a lot of guitars in it but man there's gonna be like some trap hi-hats and 808s in here as well like what and not like the machine gun kelly shit or anything like that um which i will say like guilty pleasure i kind of like that album but that's what i mean and hopefully hopefully i can get something out and not just talk about it all right we'll catch you on the month thank you for listening go buy a hat subscribe to youtube okay bye